3: Now, once again, here's Mark.
4: Out to my I well, welcome out back,
3: everybody. Four minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting to my left is Alan Salem, and we're here at your service. The lines are white. Well, Robert's on the line, but the, that means four of them are open. And Gil is there, and he's the one that'll answer the phone. And if you'll tell me what your name is, and then be prepared to give me make, model, year, how many miles, and then tell me what what the problem is. Tell me what the not the repair. I'm not interested in all the work that you've done to fix it because if you actually fixed it, you wouldn't be calling me. I'm interested in the symptoms. So what's it doing? And we'll talk about that. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Not all transmission overhauls are the same, and here's why. Some shops just fix what broke, and so you end up with getting a transmission back that has 80% of its parts still have 80,000 miles on them. There's other transmission shops that understand that the wear items need to be replaced on a transmission overhaul. That's the reason somebody might be 2000 and somebody might be 3200 It makes a difference. At Quality, you don't need to worry about that because they're going to do what they say. They're going to use the correct parts. They're going to be under their estimate, and they're going to give you what you had before. So if you had 100000 on it before, they're going to build it so it gives you 100000 on the backside. Quality transmission. They're on McClintock north of University in Tempe. We're going to get to Robert, but I want to talk about Steve. Steve was talking about his Toyota, and he had a a blend door problem. And the blend door is what opens and closes and changes the air conditioning in the cab of the the truck. Basically, you go between um, recirculatory, which is like your home. So otherwise, your doors and windows are all closed, and your home is recirculating the air within the home. So we suck air from the roof through the filter into the air conditioning unit, and it gets cold, and we put it back in the house. So there's a circle there. When you introduce outside air, it's kind of like a swamp cooler. So when you had a swamp cooler, those of you that were born and raised in Arizona and were born with swamp coolers, you knew that the swamp cooler wouldn't work unless the windows were open a tad because we took cold air from outside and forced it into the house, and we didn't recirculate it. So it came in, and then we blew air out. It's the same way with your car. So, Steve, I have one more comment for you. I don't know how this is going to fly, but I'm going to give it to you the best I can. Sticking with recirculator, we already talked recirculation only, we already talked about the moisture that's going to build up in the evaporative case, but even what's worse than that is the cowboy next to you is sick to his stomach, and you're stuck with him for a two-hour ride. <laughs> when he begins to stink, you can roll his window down about an inch or two, and you can go from recirculatory to normal or outside air, and you can push all of that noxious fumes out his window. Otherwise, if you're in recirculatory all the time and you've taken the option of normal away you're going to have to pull off into a road stop and then start fanning the doors <laughs> 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 that's that's a great picture. Can you see it? Oh yeah, I can, can absolutely you, see it can you see it i mean you're you're opening and closing the yep. doors trying to clear, mm-hmm. out, clear out the stench so that's the bad side, and Steve. I just wanted to make sure that that's clear. Gil, if I get, if you get any uh, calls from the general, man, if you just land it on me, okay? Yeah, I will. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's more than willing. He's more than willing to say, "I will." More I than willing will. to pass the buck. Huh? Exactly. All righty, Robert. Good morning to you, buddy. How can we help you this morning?
5: Okay, I'm happy to talk with you. I have a thank oh, you. I have an 03 Ford Windstar, and uh, it has a popping noise when I turn it to the left or go over a speed bump and i've had it into two different places and they've replaced just about everything under the front end and it still does it and they have given up and they say they can't find it is there a possibility uh... of a bearing somewhere or, or what could be the problem
3: Well. Did you pay both of those shops with a credit card?
5: Uh, yes, we did.
3: Okay, and and did both of those shops? Did you, you told them it popped and it was on a left turn and you maybe you took a ride with them and and both of those shops said that this is what's going to fix your car? Yes. Okay, but but after you got home and and it didn't fix your car, why didn't you go back to the shop and say to them? You know, you represented that you diagnosed it correctly and you fixed it correctly, but in fact nothing's changed whatsoever. So, I kind of want to unwind this deal. I kind of want to go back to zero. I want you to give me a credit and I'm willing to give you another shot at this, but frankly, um you told me this was a fix. You didn't tell me this was a quote guess. Yes. Because if you told me I was now, How much was your first bill?
5: Uh it was 1100. Holy well, well, now wait a minute. They put uh, struts and shocks under it, and yeah. rocker arms or whatever, and they replaced just about everything under the front end of the car and still couldn't find it. So they have some money tied up in it, too, and they kept it for four days. The last one did. So uh, that's where I'm at right now. It still pops.
3: Okay, Robert, but but, but let's let, – Robert, yes. would you have said it so – I don't understand why you're so calm about that. My panties are so wound up, and I didn't even pay $1,100 like you did. Okay. okay. I, I can hardly – Robert, I can hardly put an air filter in a car, and and, it, and they'll get mad at me because I didn't have authorization to put an air filter. It, Robert, our industry is better than where you went to both of those shops. How much did you spend at the second shop?
5: Uh, Three hundred something.
3: Okay. The problem is, is that that that. You you spent fourteen hundred dollars with two shops guessing with your money and you're no closer to fixing that car than a man in the moon and I don't care that that your Windstar is thirteen years old. That's the justification. Well, Robert, you needed struts. Your car's thirteen years old and you said, you know, I I I'd like to run a marathon too, but uh, I'm not going to pay you to give me a new heart and a new pair of legs. I want you to fix my problem. Yes. What part of town do you live? What part of town do you live in?
5: Uh, Mesa, Arizona.
3: Okay. Um, w- would you be willing to come to? Do you know where the IKEA store is on Warner and I-10? Your on Warner. Have you and Warner. your wife ever been to the IKEA? Warner Road and I-10. Yes. Okay. Just east of that, a mile on Warner Road on the south side of this, the street is my shop. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna diagnose it for you for free. Oh my gosh. Okay. And and I'm gonna write down that this is what's gonna fix your car. Okay. There's no question about it. This is what's going to fix your car. Now, he, you still have to deal with that $1,100 bill and that $300 bill, and you're pretty nice about that, and I want to applaud you for that. I think, you, I think you're being nice, and, and I, I think that's good. But, Robert, I want you to know from now on that you ask the shop, you look them in the eye, and you say, I don't pay for guesses, big boy. I don't pay for guesses, shop owner or service rider. I pay for fixes, so if you're going to fix the popping noise for eleven hundred dollars, then that's fine. But which one of all those ten parts you put in was really the one that fixed the popping noise? Yeah. And if they say, well, we don't really know, we're just and that's called a shotgun repair. That's we point a shotgun at your car and we pull the trigger and whatever those thousands of BBs hit, then we're going to replace everything underneath it. That's what a shotgun repair is. Okay. So, I don't want you to tell me the name of the two shops, but have you got a pencil and paper handy? I, I sure do. Okay. You're going to call Andy, and and it's a girl, so it's A-N-D-I, Andy, at 480-598-598-1234. I'm sorry, 598-1234. 234,
5: okay. By the way, I'm 85 years old. I'm a little slow.
3: Oh, no, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. You're going to call Andy and make an appointment, you're going to tell her that Dad said we're going to diagnose it for free, and I feel bad for you. I feel bad that you've been taken, I feel bad that those shops uh, made a lot of money off you and didn't fix your problem, and therefore I'm going to diagnose it for you for free. Okay. And then you can make up your mind what you want to do. But I promise you this much, the diagnosis is free. But if you pay for the repair, that van's going to leave without that noise. I promise you that.
5: Okay, you said that corner do do Road and I-10.
3: Just one mile east.
5: One mile east of what, sir? Sure.
3: Of east of the I-10. Okay. All one right. One mile east of the I-10, and you're in the city of Tempe. And if you're going to use Google or Google Maps to find me, uh, like like your wife might do on the internet or you might do on the internet, then the zip code is 85284. And the name of my shop is Salem Boys Auto. Salem? Salem Boys Auto. Okay. I don't do this very often. I'm not here to advertise my shop, but I'm doing this because our industry didn't treat you very well, and, and I, I am quite sure my guys can find that problem. I hope so, sir. <laughs> uh,
6: I, I promise you they can. Do we want to see the receipts? Just to, just I don't care who it is. I just want to know what has been replaced to this point. No, you're right. You're exactly right because it's entirely
3: possible. Here's what I'm thinking, Alan. I'm thinking that they did struts, but they didn't do the upper mount.
5: Okay, possible.
3: Okay. And and if they didn't do the upper mount, that what the symptom he has, that popping noise could easily be the upper mount. Mm-hmm. So they told him they've done everything, but they didn't do the upper mount. Right. So if we get in there and find out it's an upper mount, that's an easy repair. So we put an upper mount on it, his noise is gone, but it doesn't eliminate from him being able to go back after oh, this no. is all done and say to the first shop and the second shop, y- you said this was a fix and it wasn't a fix and if they give him trouble, he can call he can write to Master Charge, Visa, Discover, American Express, and he says this: Here's a receipt. I had a popping noise. They didn't fix anything. Okay. Here's a receipt. I had a popping noise. They didn't fix anything. Here's a receipt that fixed the popping noise. I don't want to pay the first guy and the second guy, and I want you to stop payment on my Master Charge, my Visa, my Discover, my American Express. He has right. that, and, and then your credit card company will be involved. Alrighty, right, we're going to we're going to take a break so I can catch my breath. You know, I just hate those kinds of calls. Yeah. I hate yeah. those kinds of calls. We're, our industry is better than that. But yeah. there's there's a lot of them out there that for whatever reason decide to play on the edge of being just uh, you know, just bandits. Yeah. Just bandits. Anyway, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem, Alan's sitting here next to me and we're here at your service. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take your call. The lines are wide open, so if you call now, you'll be one of the first callers on the other side of this three-minute break. We'll be back right after this.
7: I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email.
0: 110 emails have been determined to contain classified information.
1: Hillary's lies matter. And September 8th, 960 The Patriot is bringing the biggest political event of the year. Taking Back America. Brought to you by Guns, Etc. Author of Hillary's America, Dinesh D'Souza, Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, and Seth Liebson. Moderated by Hugh Hewitt. Tickets, including event info, at 960thepatriot.com.
8: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their a rating. They have ASC-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. Thunderbirdautomotive.com.
2: The following is a paid political announcement.
7: We're living in dangerous times in America as our very security as a nation comes into question each and every day. Our borders remain open for one and all despite countless verbal and written promises. Politicians have continually broken those promises with little regard for our well-being. I'm Dr. Kelly Ward, and I'm running against John McCain, who has repeatedly said, let's build the dang fence. Well, dang it, he hasn't done it, has he? Overseas, Christians are being persecuted in Pakistan, Syria, Iran. ISIS grows, we shrink. Meanwhile, America has no effective foreign policy. The great state of Israel cannot do it alone. Israel often stands as a singular watchdog when America should be right by her side, not negotiating with Iran. I'm Dr. Kelly Ward, a strong, principled conservative. I'll help lead the way for a secure America, at home and abroad. A safe USA only exists by being a secure USA. We have to do a much better job. I will make a difference.
9: I'm Kelly Ward. I approve this message. Paid for by Ward for Senate. Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. Because the ends, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council.
1: Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today.
10: I'm retired Rear Admiral Jim Simons, former captain of the USS Ronald Reagan, and you're listening to the home of Decision 2016, 960 The Patriot.
1: Don't miss a thing with the all-new Patriot app. Just visit your app store and download today.
3: Welcome back, everybody, 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Alan Salem sitting here next to me. And if you'd like to join us, we have four lines open because Joe's got one, 602-508-0960, 960 And we're talking about car repair. I want to tell you about Action Auto Repair. He's at I-17 in Deer Valley. Tom, the owner, is a good guy. He knows right from wrong. He's been in business since 1983. I've known him since 1979. He has excellent customer service. He has a good, fast turnaround time. He's got ASE Master Certified Technicians. And that means that most of them are going to be gray-haired guys that have been around the block a couple of times. Tom and his crew at Action Auto Repair want to help you as car owners understand what they're doing and why and what you need and why and what you can pass on and why. So they're there to help you make informed decisions that's what's best for you, not what's best for them. Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley in uh, Phoenix let's go to the phones Joe you're up next how can we help you
10: morning sir I've got a 2004 Ford f150 and on acceleration up to the speed limit the uh, air conditioner cuts out about 30 miles uh, at 30 miles per hour and and then comes on about 35 it, and then it seems to cut out and uh, go from the front of the dash to the uh defrost area. And I'm okay. wondering what might be the problem.
3: Okay, we're going to take engine vacuum and send it into the dash controls. The lines that we use on for the engine vacuum are typically these little bitty things that are about the size of a pencil lead, light slightly bigger than the lead in a pencil. And uh, those break after a while and your truck is 12 years old. So, what happens is is when you throttle up, you eliminate the vacuum and in reality the vacuum system is designed to store vacuum and you did a great job in describing that it does it defaults to the dash, to what we call the defrost so the cold air goes from the center vents to the defrost we have three vents we have defrost on the top center vents which is normal AC and then we have floor vents which blows hot air or cold air if you want it on your feet I think that most of the time, this repair is not even a hundred bucks. Let me tell you a story. I had a guy come in not too long ago to fix my microwave, and we're talking, and he says, what do you do for a living? I said, I work on cars. He says, well, my Dodge truck outside, and he tells me the same thing you did. So I said, okay, when you get done fixing my microwave, I'll walk out and look at your truck. So I walk out there, and I look, and I can see that way at the back of the motor, one of those lines is broken. So I walk over to the barn, and I cut off a piece of windshield wiper hose It's about two inches long. I wet the ends. I stick it in the the plastic end on one side and the plastic end on the other, and I say, start it up. And he says, fine. I said, okay, go drive it. He goes and drives. He comes back. He goes, it's fixed. I said, okay, that line broke right there. So he says, you know, I'm just going to cut your labor in half. I said, I don't want you to cut my labor in half. You worked hard for yours. I said, I did that for you for nothing. So he was pretty amazed, but that's how easy it is sometimes. Now, sometimes what happens is the vacuum supply port on the motor gets carboned up, and the orifice is no longer the size of the outside of a pencil. The orifice is the size of the inside of a pencil, and it doesn't have the supply it needs to keep your, your vent controls under control. So sometimes you go all the way back to the source of the vacuum, you, the engine's off, you get your flashlight, you get your magnifying glasses on, you pull the line off, you look inside, if it's all carboned up, you get out your shop vac, you, you, you clean that orifice out, put the line back on it, and you're done. Now, worst case scenario is, is that the mode switch, which is part of your air conditioning controls on your dashboard, the mode switch has come apart and it's leaking vacuum at the mode switch. Then we have to take the the, the instrument panel apart enough to get to the mode switch. And that might be $120, I'm guessing. So those are your options right there.
10: I live on the west side of town, 75th and Camelback. Is there a shop close to me?
3: Yeah. um, You've got – doggone it. That's kind of an area – that's a hole that I've never been able to fill. You can go to – let me see here. Hold on just a minute you can go to thirty-eighth avenue and in indian school and that's larry harker's auto and there's no question that he can fix your car Um the question you and, and let me help you with this you would call harker's auto and make an appointment you drive in and you'd say to them this is what i got going and 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 you can say it this fast when i accelerate hard my air conditioning no longer blows out of the center vents it blows out of the uh, defrost vents when i accelerate hard that's what we need to hear And and Bob's going to be able, and you say, what's your diagnostic fee? And I don't know what is a diagnostic fee, but I think everybody works from, I don't know, in this kind of a deal, from 50 to $125. just depends on what we got to do to find it. So he's he'll tell you that, and you say, fine, and then you're going to give me an estimate for the parts and the labor. He says, yes, I am. And you say, perfect. That's how we're going to do it. We'll have a diagnostic charge, then we'll have a part charge and a labor charge, and then sales tax, and we're done. So that's how I would handle it if I were you. But I know Bob can fix this problem. On a 1 to 10 scale, this is a five and a half. It's nowhere near the most difficult thing we have. But it it does take a little bit of expertise in the diagnostic side. So that's what I'd look for. All righty?
10: Appreciate your time, sir.
3: Okay. Thank you very much. All righty. That's to Rob. Good morning to you. How can we help you today?
4: Uh, Yes, I have a Ford F-250 1999. And I had the engine replaced about two years ago, and uh, it's never... Is this a a diesel or a gas? It's a gasoline engine. Okay. And uh, it's never really run right, Uh, and I've had it back to the shop, I don't know, half a dozen times, and he's not able to fix it. So I took it to the dealer. He replaced uh, something in the carburetor. He said something about hinges were worn out or something in the carburetor, and then... uh, and then it worked well for a couple of months and then i had the same thing where it feels like it's missing it's no power so i take it back uh and this time they uh replaced the coil i think is what he said he replaced and it ran fine again for a couple of months and then i'm back to the same thing where it just feels like it's missing again uh do i is it a good idea just to go in and have all the coils replaced uh, what should i do at this point and i'm very ignorant when it comes to cars so I don't
6: even change my own coil. No,
3: that's okay. 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 I'm actually
6: going through this as we speak right now on a a Hummer, where every couple months it's coming back, and it's another coil. Okay. Uh, You know, last month it was five. Two months ago it was three. And uh, so they're just kind of starting to go out.
3: But if that's the case, there's really no – I mean – after a while, the diagnostic charge falls a little bit yeah. more and falls a little bit more and falls a little bit more, and so to go in there and replace all the coils at the tune of a hundred bucks a piece for parts and labor and diagnostic right. is crazy. Right. And so, so I I think to answer your question, no, you don't go in and have all the coils done. But what bothers me the most is, is we did we did fuel work the first time and now we're on the ignition side. Right. So he's been in twice, and we've had two different problems, one in fuel, one in ignition. And the, pos- the third possibility is, is that we can now have a mechanical problem with the engine. Right. And the mechanical problem of the engine can be bad compression, and then he's really in big trouble. Mm-hmm. So the answer to your question is, and then you said something else that con- I was kind of concerned about. You said it feels like it's missing. You need to wait until you're sure it's missing. Just wait until you're sure it's missing and then take it back. And if, if if they'll make you a good deal on, you know, that's going to have a V8 in it, it's a 250, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So um, if they'll make you a good deal on seven more coils and you think that's a good investment, then yeah, that, that would be a bad idea. And in reality, if you're going to do all of them, then the labor is going to be a little less than if you do them one at a time. But we don't do all the coils. No, no,
6: no. No, no, no. I am we do, but that's, that's the battle I'm having right now. We're on our third coil okay. uh, on this car and you know but but the phone call to me is every time it's it's doing the same thing you know four, four months later it's doing the same thing. well, it is doing the same thing, but it's not the same coil right um um you know so it it for me it's it, I, I I don't know it just that 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 call bothers me because they think that it's that we're not doing our job, but in reality there's you know seven more after this one. Okay. And I
3: understand your situation, but what I'm, what I'm concerned about is is that we started with the fuel delivery problem. Oh, right,
2: right, right.
6: And
3: now we're on a spark system. Right. And so we really haven't recovered from that yet. We don't know if this is a fuel system problem or if it's a spark system problem, and God forbid it be a compression problem, a valve that's on a seat. No, when you say it drove good for a while, hey, it's a while. I'm I'm while. Up to I'm a break. Break. You stay right there, Rob, because we're going to come back to you in six, well, in about three minutes. I'm Mark Salem. This is
11: KKNT. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair? The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer You'll be.
8: Arizona is rolling out the Voluntary Travel ID, which complies with the Federal Real ID Act. You'll need it for air travel and to access federal and military facilities. But there's no rush to get one. Your current driver license or ID is good until October 1st, 2020. The cost is $25, and it's valid for eight years. To learn how to get your Voluntary Travel ID and the documents you'll need, visit azdot.gov travelid. Sponsored by ADOT in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station.
0: On August 26th.
9: This is the SEC. You wanna walk on? We certainly won't stop you. Ain't no way you ever gonna play. His
1: life was the question. Just my make it. Make it. I just hope he lives. And trust was the answer.
4: Brandon!
0: You got your butt kicked by walk-on! How many do
1: you want it? Brandon Burlsworth has become the greatest walk-on story in the history of college football. Greater this Friday. Rated PG parental guidance
7: suggested. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right.
11: Welcome
3: back, everybody. Thirty-four minutes after the All hour, 11 o'clock. A list of uh, mechanical shops, um, of mechanical shops and transmission shops, paint and body shops and diesel shops and so forth and so on. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around since 1968. Phil and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts. Transmission repairs and replacement done by automatic transmission exchange have gone to the next level because they have a dynamometer where they put your transmission on the dyno after they build it, and they operate your transmission under normal driving conditions to make sure that it doesn't leak and make sure it shifts and hits all of its points. The reason why that's important is because if you put it in the car and then you find out you made a problem, it's going to delay the delivery of that car a day or two. And if you have two problems, it's going to deliver it a week or two. So that's the reason why spending the money for a diamometer makes a lot of sense because you have a lot less RR time, remove and replace time. So Automatic Transmission Exchange is at 40th Street in Washington, been around a very long time, and if you live anywhere in Central Phoenix, South Phoenix, anywhere, ATE, Automatic Transmission Exchange, is a good place. Bill, good morning to you. How can we help you this morning?
12: Yeah, hi. I've got a question about tire pressure.
3: Okay.
12: Uh, my, my car has a tire pressure gauge that's always different from a pencil gauge. First of all, which do you uh, believe is more accurate?
6: Well, are you talking about the one on the dash?
12: Yeah, the one on the dash. It's a tire pressure sensor in the car.
6: Uh, okay, so the dash is different from a manual uh, pencil one? Correct. Okay, well, let me ask you this. When when you check all your tires, what
3: does the dash say?
12: Well, it depends. Obviously, it varies, but uh, the dash is usually about two inch, two uh, pounds less than the pencil gauge. Not maybe that's not enough to make a difference.
3: Well, the, the answer to your question is two two pounds is not not enough. But but the issue really is for us is is that we don't use pencil gauges as much anymore. We use digital gauges. And we have found, and I'll speak for both of us, and if you don't like it, raise your hand, but we found that the digital gauges match virtually identical to the tire pressure monitoring system's values on most tires. Every once in a while, we'll have a discrepancy of one or two pounds, but we're not real worried about that. But if you've got the old pencil gauge where you put it on and then it shoots the uh, the stem out and it's a white plastic thing with numbers on it, um,
6: those, those aren't... Nearly as sophisticated
3: as the sensors
6: inside your tires. The other thing too is, is keep in mind, a lot of, a lot of the TPMS sensors take temperature into consideration as well. They have a temperature set inside of them, so a lot of our new gauges are temperature compensating as well. So if it, you know, if if the air in your tire is fifty degrees and it says thirty, then it's going to take that into consideration. Or if it's, you know, one hundred and fifty degrees in your tire. And it says you know thirty pounds, then it's going to take that into account as well. Um, so I don't know. I, I I I'm going to think that the the the, the TPMS on your car are going to be your. That's going to be your bet. Ba- yeah, yeah, that's I going think, to be your.
3: I think you're right. Uh, I'll tell you something else. Is is w- the new thing right now is actually we're taking temperatures of tires. Yeah. And that'll tell us if the tire's low. So you buy some you know temperature gun at Harbor Freight and you've done the tire where the tread meets the sidewall called the shoulder. After, after driving yeah. We know this much, that the glue is going to come apart north of 200 degrees. You're in big trouble if that tire is 200 degrees. In reality, I'm hauling cattle and horses and tractors around, and I've never uh, seen more than 140, 160 pounds on anything I've ever degrees. driven. Degrees. Degrees, I'm sorry. 140, 160 degrees on anything I've ever driven, and there's probably been a couple of times I've been a tad overloaded.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So. Um what I'm doing now on my trucks and my trailers, and, and when, when my wife and I are in our motorhome, is when I'm filling it up, she walks around and takes the temperature of all the tires, and we're just looking for continuity. We want all of them to be 110, 116. We want them all to be that. If we've got one that's 140, then we know that tire's low on air, and we need to address that issue.
12: Okay, I'd also like to ask, I always want to put a little bit more than the factory recommends, usually two or three pounds more. I think the factory sets it for comfort, and I'm more interested in performance and gas mileage. Any problem with going two or three uh, pounds over the factory recommendation?
3: Let me offer you even better than what you're doing, and I agree with you. As long as we're talking about a cold tire here, on the side of the tire, it'll say maximum inflation at maximum load. That maximum inflation, take that cold You'll get the very best wear. You'll get the best fuel economy. The tire will run cooler. It'll bounce off curbs. That means that when you or your wife kisses a curb, you're not going to cut the sidewall. The tire is going to literally bounce off the curb. There is some significant benefits to running that tire at its maximum pressure cold. You're talking like
6: 44 pounds?
3: Whatever it says on the tire.
6: Okay. Keep in mind. Keep in mind, depending on the tire and depending on how far apart the actual door sticker is, that could trigger a check-in or a, a tire pressure light. If the door wants to see 35 and you're putting 44 in them, you'll see a light. Y- y- it's possible on some vehicles you'll see a light. I know, but the up and down is seven pounds, pretty close to seven. Right. Pounds. I'm just saying it's a it's a, certainly a possibility.
3: Uh, I, no, you're right. You're right because on the top side, let's say that he's at 35. Okay, so it's 7 up and 7 down, that's 40. the 14-degree swing we got. So right. 35 to 7 is 42, so if he goes to the 44, he's probably going to set a light. Mm-hmm. But if he backs off a little bit at a time, he's going to find the window that he's allowed. Right. Okay, good enough. Hopefully that answers your question, Bill, but it was a good question. That's probably one that we enjoy the most is, is something that's new technology that kind of drives it. But um, I think, I think we've all come to the conclusion that the TPMS is better suited to give you the pressure in the tires than a pencil gauge, especially when
11: it's temperature compensated. 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I in the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix and we are one of only two transmission shops in the valley that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran quality transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe.
8: You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004... They won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two year, 24,000 mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from one at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see Thunderbird Automotive.com. That's Thunderbird Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. Thunderbird Automotive.com.
7: I did not email any classified material to anyone on my email.
0: 110 emails have been determined to contain classified information. This election
1: season, the Patriot isn't accepting these lies. Our biggest event yet is coming.
7: There is no classified material.
0: Eight of those chains contained information that was top
1: secret. Brought to you by Guns Etc., Dinesh D'Souza, Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Seth Liebsen. Moderated by Hugh Hewitt. It's 960 The Patriot's Taking Back America. September 8th at Scottsdale Plaza. General admission and VIP meet and greet tickets available now at 960thepatriot.com.
7: It would have been better for me to use two separate phones and two email accounts.
0: Secretary Clinton used several different servers and she also used numerous mobile devices to send and to read email.
1: Don't change the channel yet. Take America back September 8th. Info and tickets at 960thepatriot.com.
8: Check out the Seth Leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com, where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Got an
1: iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today.
3: Welcome back, to everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, we still got time to take your call, and the lines are wide open 602 508 0960. If you have a quick question, we can take care of it because we're going to be out of here about 58 minutes, so that's about 14 minutes away, so we should have enough time for a couple of callers. 602 508 0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Since 1970, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been providing expert auto and light truck repair maintenance service to their customers in Mesa. Folks, it's important to know that Thompson's Auto Repair is the only shop that has, A, applied, and B, passed the muster of the uh, procedures and the things that we require for our best shop repairs. So, the only place in Mesa that has a Mark Salem sign on it, the only place in Mesa that I would send you to is Thompson's Auto Repair. He's on Main Street just east of Safely, on the south side of the road. Brian and Thelma are the owners. You only have to meet and shake their hands to understand why they're part of the Mark Salem Best Car Repair Shop list in Phoenix. I want to tell you something else. If you like iced tea, if you like a cold glass of your favorite drink, my daughter bought me a stainless steel cup. And she said, Dad, you're going to like this because I drink lots of iced tea. And I said, Why am I going to like it? What's it going to do to the iced tea? And she says, Dad, it's just a special cup. And I said, Oh yeah, fine. So I, I've been using it, mm-hmm. and it it is something that's magical. It's it magical doesn't even come close. I left my cup with about a half an inch of iced tea in it the other night, mm-hmm. and when I woke up, the ice was still in it. The same cube of ice that was there the night before.
6: So. Eight hours later. Yes. Welcome this cup- to the 21st century. Those this have been cup- around for years. We've been drink- drinking no. out of those things. No, you haven't. Andy just bought me one. I-, I know, but not years. All right, but yeah. folks, you need to write down this Y E T I. Yeah, it's Y E T I. Yeti. Mm-hmm. You're acting like you've known this for a hundred years. I have. I've just never. They're so. They're so ridiculously expensive that I. I never. I have never seen the need to what's to, ridiculous expensive. Well <clears throat> this glass. Uh 50? fifty? Fifty dollars. Yeah. This thing's fifty dollars for device in the oh, last month. <laughs> but their their coolers, are, I mean, don't get me wrong, they work great. Uh but their coolers are just they're they're very, very, very expensive. I mean, they will uh their coolers like we take to the dunes, you know yeah. they're sixty, eighty core coolers. They say that they'll keep, open them twice a day, they'll keep ice for 10 days.
3: I want to tell you something. I put ice, whether it's crushed ice or whether it's cubed ice, I put ice in there. I take the iced tea out of the refrigerator and I pour it in there, and it's frozen solid. It's, it's like a slush. slush within five minutes. And and the other day, I put crushed ice in it, and I think, oh, I'll put crushed ice in it. Then I got a soda. Um, you're drinking that strawberry yeah. crush right there. Yeah. I put strawberry crush in there. It It, it was slushy. It got cold. How does it get colder than it already is? I don't know. You know. And so now I have to take an, a, a big long steak knife, and I'm, I'm I'm trying not to poke a hole in the stupid thing, but I have to bust up the ice in order I, for me to drink it. The other day I'm I'm I got it up to my mouth, and I'm kind of shaking it a little bit, and then this big block of yeah. ice comes down and hits yeah. you in the nose.
6: And there's other brands too. There's a lot of other there's uh. There's a place that's actually made here in Arizona called Canyon. I don't know if they make the cups, but there's a Canyon cooler. Okay. They make good well, stuff, folks. If you've got somebody in your life that you love, got a birthday or Christmas coming up or whatever, this Yeti cup that's got to be
3: how tall is that?
6: That's a. Well, it's a, that's a 24 ounce cup. That's a 24 ounce cup. Yep. Yeah. And by the ruler, it's uh, it's
3: seven and a half inches tall. Yeah. So it's made out of stainless steel. Yep. Yeah. It's probably got freon in it or something in between those layers. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's is. something magical, magical about this cup, but it's and then it comes with a lid. It comes with a nice clear lid. Mm-hmm. And 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 the other day we were coming back from the ranch mm-hmm. and we we're going to Tempe and Mom and I were in the big truck and Mom put coffee in that thing. When we got to Tempe, she says it's hot. It feels hotter than it was when we left yeah. the ranch. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So that cup is my constant companion. And if I ever catch you using it, I have one. I have one that's twice that big. That's fine. You bring your own cup. I did. I bring it it everywhere I go. Okay. I'm just just telling you. I'm just telling you. Oh, so anyway, folks, Y-E-T-I. Is that what it is? Yeah. Y-E-T-I. I I don't care about the other guys. This cup is the most amazing thing I've
6: had in years. They have those at uh, Shoppers. I just saw them the other day, a bunch of different sizes. Seriously? Yeah. Shoppers, is that that one down there by where you live? Yeah, on um, uh, Alma School in Queen Creek. Is that what it is? Yeah, there's one. There's another. There's a couple other ones here in the valley, I, I believe. But uh, yeah.
3: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't right. know. I don't even know what
6: what what. Um, why, Andy? Our, my daughter, your sister. I don't know why she did that. Because we got, we, we got them at work, and she got one and really liked it. So then I got one. Okay. And I liked it so much. Then she ended up buying her I think she got one for her husband. Then she bought one, and then I got one for Heather. Okay. And um, and she said, you know, Dad would, I know Dad would like this thing. And I, I told him, yeah. Uh, it's You're one of those people that it, it takes some time to convince that these things work so much better than what you're looking at. You know, you, you look oh. at this thing and you think, oh, yeah, there's a stainless steel cup. But, I mean, I'm telling you, they do. They hold. If I don't take the lid off mine's a 64-ounce. If I don't take the lid off mine uh it'll it'll hold for a week, no question. I mean, it's crazy. Well you know, I was out with the Bobcat the other day and I was digging,
3: and so I took out this yeti and I put the lid on it and I put a straw in it. and I worked until I needed fuel, and then I got up and I walked over, and this was in the sun. it was on the swing set, and it was in the sun the whole time. And I open it up, and it's got the same amount of ice it had Well, when I and started. what's
6: crazy is you leave them in the sun, and it burns your hands picking those it things does. It's it, hotter than heck.
3: It does. But the insides, I mean, I haven't lost a, no. haven't lost a stitch of ice. Right. So really and truly, I know it's not a value difference, but I've cut my ice consumption
6: by seventy percent seventy percent because we're not getting paid by yet either
2: we we're, no, we're not you're
6: just so you're enthralled by this <laughs> <laughs> and I'm enthralled that you're enthralled <laughs> it's, it's I've never seen anything like
2: yeah, this. It, in my it, life. It's,
6: it's pretty maniac. I don't know what
3: the science is behind it but it's do it's, uh, it's special the, you, I'm up here most of the time yeah and 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 so I'm I'm always drinking mm-hmm. the other night I had it and I didn't finish my tea and your mom says, are you going to pour it out? And I says, no, I'm going to leave, leave it right here on the counter next to my chair, and I'm going to see what it looks like in the morning. And she says, okay. So I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I walk in. It's just exactly where I left it. Mm-hmm. The ice is still there. Everything is the same. Yep. And we, and the house that night probably got to maybe 60 degrees. Right. So it wasn't like, you know, we're in the, the tundra. Right. It isn't that. So anyway, um, there was a, a situation.
6: Do, do we have any callers?
3: Uh, Gil? Oh, oh, hey, sorry. we'll take Wayne. Wayne, good morning to you, buddy. How can we help you?
10: Good morning. I have a, a general question. What is the normal expected battery life for batteries in vehicles here in the valley? I've got a 2006 Custer Town and Country, and I had to replace the battery this week. And it will be on the battery I took out. would be two years of age next month. And I replaced it two years ago, and the one I took out was two years old, and these are interstate batteries from Costco. Now, they're decent batteries, but should they last more than two years, or is that just normal?
3: No, we're both shaking our heads right now, so you are exactly what happens in this i am give to your story, I, and I'm impressed that you know that you're two years apart. One day my truck went dead in the driveway, so Renee backed the car out and jump-started my truck. And, and we bought them both new at the same time. She was driving her car and I was driving my truck. So a couple of days later, I, um, I, I had to jump-start her car. So we laughed about it. It was like two years and one month later, we died again about ten days apart. Now that's never happened before, probably never happened again. Now here's the reason I want you to reevaluate what you're buying. If you're buying a battery that's got a 96-month warranty or a 10-year warranty or a 20-year warranty, as you can tell, they're keeping the majority of your money. And every time you get a new battery, you have to pay for the time you've used it. But if if we do a dollar a month at 100 months, then you pay $24 for every time you get a battery because you had it for two years, but they get to keep $75 of your money. But on the other hand, if you were to get a $60 battery and and then you're going to use it and it's going to die after two years, they're going to keep a lot less of your money and you're going to spend a lot less of your money. So I'm telling you that 89% of all the batteries in the United States are made by one company in Illinois. One company that has a factory in Ohio. So it's, it's, it's... it's the situation where it doesn't really make any difference where you buy your battery. That battery comes off their, their line. And I've been in their factory. They have bowling alleys, and they have hundreds of bowling alleys that are tilted, and batteries come down. And a 24F battery is a very common battery, a 24 or a 24F. They have reverse terminals. That's all the difference is. And that 24F will come down, and, and it'll go through a machine, and it, it might get one of 100 different tags, but it's the same doggone battery. So in your particular case, just buy something that's got a warranty of three years or 48 months, and that's it. And then that way you don't have your money sitting out there and never, never land year to year to year. Does that make sense to you?
10: Yes. Well, actually, I'm a happy camper because Costco replaced both batteries with no charge whatsoever. I just had to go there, take the battery out, get the new battery, and put it in. But there was no charge whatsoever, so I've got a brand-new battery in there. and I paid for a battery four years ago, and this is the third battery now. But I'm good for another two years, I guess.
3: (laughs) And, And I'll tell you what the difference is. You bring up a great point, and thank you for bringing it up he's probably got like a 30-month free replacement or 36-month free replacement. So that's the reason why you're in the free mode is you bought a battery. Now, you could buy a battery with a 30-month free replacement and be fine. You probably have a 36-month free replacement. So what they're basically saying is is we're going to sell you a battery that we think will last six years, but we're going to give you a free sure. replacement for the first three years. That's a good deal for you. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And I don't Thank mind you. at all that you give Costco a plug, because um, I still call it Price Club, and everybody laughs at me. But I know it's Costco, but <laughs> they do have good batteries, and they do have good customer service. And I'm really glad that they dumped American Express, and now they take a Visa card. That makes me even happier.
10: I agree. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you very much. All righty, Joe. What's up with you, buddy? What can we do for you?
10: Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks, Mark. I have a 2010 Silverado. And I have a vibration in in the front, um, and it it only vibrates um, when it's in gear. And um, I can feel it up through the steering wheel. I can feel it on my console if I have my arm on the console. Um, I went online, looked at the... When you're moving
6: or when you're stopped?
3: When I'm stopped. Um, Okay. We we have some other questions for you. Okay. Just a minute. We have some other questions for you. Uh, have you have you, you put it in drive and you can feel it in the seat of your pants and your console and the steering column? If you were to put it in neutral or reverse, what happens then?
10: Uh, if I put it in neutral, I don't no vibration. If I put it in reverse, there's vibration.
3: There is vibration. Yes. Okay. Because the reason I'm asking you is if you would have said no in neutral, no vibration, and in reverse, no vibration, then you have a motor mount that's grounded. So one of the three motor mounts on that engine is uh is set a problem but when you ground it in re- when you're grounded in reverse and drive then that means you have to have two motor mounts that are bad and that's pretty uncommon although
6: it's something i I probably see once a year we we do a lot of motor mounts on those vehicles um but I'm afraid you have the the start of of a cam issue of what uh, i'm 10. sorry it's, a, it's a, a uh, cam issue, is it a 4.8, a 5.3, or a 6.2? A 5.3. Yeah. Yeah, 0.7 to 10 trucks, they have or um, uh, all GM SUVs with those motors. We're seeing a lot of cam issues. They usually start with a rough idle in gear. Um, okay, we don't have much time, but let me
3: just cover this. The, when we, We're going to wear a lobe off the camshaft, so we're going to have an engine as fire. And the engine going and be there under load, which is in drive, and it'll and it may smooth out, it may not, but it'll be definitely a miss that gets worse. And if that's the case, then you're gonna replace the camshaft and maybe some of the lifters and the round figure number is 35 to 85. Okay, depending on what's wrong. Now we have to take the heads off sometimes in order to get the lifters off, and if the cam wipes the lifters out, then we've got to replace the lifter and the cam. But we're doing the cam no matter what. And when we do the cam no matter what, yes, we do the cam no matter what. Uh, pretty much, yes. Okay, most of the time we do the cam, and we're going to have to bring the cam out of the front of the motor, which means everything on the front of the motor comes apart, including the radiator and the condenser and the grill. So that creates a problem. I can't continue the conversation, Joe, but if you send me an email, mark at marksalem.com, and give me your phone number, we'll finish the conversation then. Mark at marksalem.com. Please wear your seatbelt. Please drive safely. And if somebody does something nice, stick your arm out the window and say thank you. That's the right thing to do. That's what I do. That's what I hope you do. See you next Saturday right here on KKNT